0: Everybody and welcome back to episode eight, the tech rehearsal of Just For A Podcast, a high school musical, the musical, the series podcast hosted by me, Ivy. And me, Lauren. What have you been up to this
1: past week? This week, I've literally just been working and then setting up for my Harry Potter birthday party this
0: weekend. I'm <laughs> How still, about you? I'm still mad I can't go. I know.
1: It's okay.
0: I'll send you snaps the whole night. You probably won't remember you are, but you will. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Basically, same. Work. And I got my hair chopped and colored. You dyed your hair? Yeah. Chopped and colored. I cut off, I think it was probably a good, like, seven inches. It's been quite a bit. Thank you to everybody that tuned in last week for our episode with Jacob.
1: Yeah, you guys, that was so fun to record, and it was a lot of fun to listen back to.
0: Yeah, I actually, I enjoyed listening to that and reliving our goofy conversation.
1: (laughs) It was so fun, and I just like the way he was, the way he thought about all the things happening in the episode and in the series.
0: He really gave the, like, behind-the-scenes theater interpretation of stuff. We love that. Yes. Okay, so you want to jump into this episode? Give us that synopsis. (laughs) It's the start of something new. Again, as the cast must secure a new location for the big show. Carlos comes through in a pinch, but Miss Jen clearly has some bad memories related to the new space. EJ snoops through Miss Jen's audition notes and isn't happy with what he finds. With all that is going on, it seems like a visit from an original High School Musical alum might be exactly what everybody needs. And <laughs> Yeah, <in> my <laughs> behind the scenes notes for this, I just had that. Lucas brought the original Ryan hat. That was (laughs) what he was wearing from the show or from the movie. Yeah, it was the original hat. He had it at home, I guess. And Dara said that he sang live every take. Not surprising. With that
1: voice, I'd be singing everything I said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this episode, Dara and Frankie have both said that this one is one of their favorites. Which Dara, uh, understandable.
1: Oh, yeah, which we will get to later.
0: (laughs) Yes. So what is your first note for this episode? Uh, I just
1: was thinking about how the firefighters were still in the theater and they didn't block it off. So the kids came in the theater like shouldn't it be blocked off?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're still there days later. Oh, yeah, that too. Because Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. And so school is usually out on Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday for the weekend, so school would have been back in session on Monday, and they're still there cleaning everything up. I guess the fire, the firefighters are busy. They're on Thanksgiving break, too. <laughs> so we find out, as Lauren said, that the firefighters are still there. The show cannot go on. Their sets have been ruined. Their costumes have been ruined. And everybody's just very distraught.
1: I know, they're so dramatic.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, They're their calming circle.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I noticed that they had a better... Okay, so you know, in the show they do in the gym, they have that really funny Sharpay's locker set where it's moving?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know what you're about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they had... A way better looking one, but it was fried.
0: Yeah, fire, yeah, it was like so. sparkly and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we know they tried. They, they had a better attempt. Uh, I feel so bad when Courtney finds out that all the costumes are ruined. Oh, I know. She's so distraught. She's like, costumes? I feel for her. Uh, Ricky is obsessively texting Gina 24-7, trying to make sure she's okay.
1: Yeah, sending those, like, triple texts at 7.51 a.m.
0: Those were, like,
1: ten texts in a row. Let her text back when she can, Ricky.
0: (laughs) I love Miss Jen's outfit in this scene. I just want to say that.
1: Oh, the green striped shirt and the brown jacket?
0: Yeah, and whatever that little undershirt is she's wearing under the sweater with, like, the pattern on the... Collar, yeah, yeah, the collar, super cute. So they all meet in the cafeteria after school, and they're trying to figure out what to do with the show because Miss Jen basically says, "Without a theater, we've got no show." And they're all suggesting places.
1: Yeah, apparently the old Kingston downtown is condemned,
0: and the what was what what even was the long name? EJ said, "Lucky something puppet." Lucky Ducky something pavilion. Lucky Ducky Puppet Pavilion. <laughs> a puppet, yeah. Matt spit that out so quick. He was like, Lucky Ducky Puppet Pavilion. <laughs> Lucky Ducky Puppet Pavilion?
1: <laughs> Say that
0: five times fast. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Uh, yeah, that but, turned into Starbucks, right? Oh, yeah. She said, it's a giant Starbucks now. <laughs> Nobody was watching their puppet theater. But <laughs> Carlos suggests the El Rey Theater, and everybody... Except Miss Jen seems to think it's a great idea.
1: Miss Jen is, like, shook to her core when he says that. Like, all the life comes out of her eyes. Oh,
0: she's got some skeletons in her closet with this theater. Truly. So, she... And I hate that she just immediately shoots him down, too.
1: I know, but it's okay, because
0: Carlos takes it into his own hands. Yeah, he, he says his Uncle Reuben is the... What, just the event coordinator for the theater? I think like the least person. Well, I don't know. Yeah, his uncle's he's got some, Yeah, his uncle's got something to do with the theater, and Carlos calls his uncle Ruben and asks if they can have the theater. And basically, in a thirty-second phone call, he's like, "Yeah, you're good." <laughs> so Miss Jen has a uh, confessional to the camera, saying that she hears that. Facing a place head-on is the best way to heal. And she says, this should be very healing. God,
1: the way she thinks, I just want to, like, spend a day in her mind.
0: I don't know if I could do that to myself. Yeah, maybe, like, an hour. (laughs) Never
1: mind. (laughs) Let's listen to an hour. But, yeah, then we see... I like that little scene with Courtney and Big Red when they're walking through the... The hallway and they're kind of bonding about being on crew, like with Courtney's costumes being messed up and then Big Red's props being messed up since he's the prop master.
0: He said he made a paper mache basketball, and I'm just thinking, why don't you all just use an actual basketball? (laughs) I
1: know, it took three weeks. Just pay the less than $10 for a basketball.
0: (laughs) And as they're all carrying everything out, EJ is carrying Miss Jen's show files, and Carlos quickly stops him and says that he'll take them. He snatches it out of of EJ's hands. What I'm thinking in this scene is... EJ's just carrying this red box, and he's not paying attention to what it is until Carlos points it out. So EJ could have just continued to carry it out to wherever they were transporting things and not have known what it was. And this whole issue could have been avoided. That's
1: true. I, re- I really like the zoom on EJ's face as soon as Carlos walks away. And he's like, his face is like, what? What? That's my favorite part.
0: Yeah, so Carlos says it's Miss Jen's show files with audition notes and basically describing why people got the characters that they did. So EJ plots this good old scheme to find out why he was not Troy Bolton.
1: And we will discuss that later.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we we
1: see them go end up at the El Rey Theater. That theater looks janky AF.
0: Oh my god. Was the last production at this Julius Caesar or... Definitely. It had to have been.
1: And then there was the last thing happening there was a fashion show.
0: Yeah, and he said it was four years ago and this stuff is still there. It's a storage area. Yeah, this theater is old as can be. And as they're bringing everything into the theater, EJ steals the show file box and finds his audition notes to try to discover why he is not Troy Bolton.
1: Okay, so did you pause on the paper during this scene?
0: Yes, did you? Yeah, it's so funny. Okay, do you want to say what all it said? Because I wrote it down too.
1: Yeah, okay, so it says his name and stuff, and then it says that he chose the option that he's auditioning for the part of the lead, obviously. And then for under-rehearsal conflicts, he writes water polo Tuesday and Thursday after school but then he says I can miss if necessary Troy takes priority but did you notice that instead of I could miss if necessary it says in no and then when he wrote the word school it looks like he initially forgot the c so he like you know when you yes. like you write, c I <laughs> did I <laughs> did,
0: did notice that I did see that for sure
1: love those details Okay, anyways, and then under performance experience, he writes leads in Music Man, Fiddler on the Roof, Camelot, and Homeroom Acting Academy's production of Newsies. Woohoo, Newsies!
0: <laughs> Imagine E.J. Caswell singing Santa Fe. <laughs> I
1: don't want to. Well, he said lead. I guess there's other leads. That's true. And Newsies. Anyways, he says that he danced in all the productions listed and had four years of voice lessons. And then the last question was Do you have any other talents that may be used? And he writes I was made to play Troy Bolton. He is me with the basketball. <laughs> EJ was such a sucker. He's
0: literally full of himself and he's not even cast yet.
1: You want to say Miss Jen's notes?
0: Yeah, so Miss Jen says that he is the next Army Hammer. He is basically Troy Bolton on paper, which all I want—perfect on paper. <laughs> but then her issue with him is that he lacks emotional connection to the material.
1: <laughs> and then that office again look that EJ gives the camera right after he reads that. <laughs> He's so offended. And then right after that scene, it cuts to everyone on the stage at the El Rey. And then we see Miss Jen go up to Ricky. And then she's like, you're really good. I'm really proud of you. And EJ overhears that. And he's like, oh, my God.
0: he Can he just get over it already? It's been weeks.
1: (laughs) I know. You're clearly not going to be chore, EJ.
0: This is the tech rehearsal. Like, you're almost done.
1: Oh yeah, does he think he's still gonna play Troy at this point?
0: He's still so butthurt about this, and although you're not Troy, you're still a lead. You're still Chad. Chad's about as big, other than, like, Sharpay and Ryan and Troy and Gabriella. Chad's about as high up as you can get in this production. Yeah, and it's not a bad role. No, it's not. Oh, he doesn't get it. And we find out that Natalie Bagley's getting her wisdom teeth out. Poor girl. Oh. That that just triggers me. Deep <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> if you all that, if you all listen to the past episodes, <laughs> you know that Lauren just got her wisdom teeth out a few weeks ago.
1: You guys, that was the worst. I got it all, I got them out on my birthday, which was even worse.
0: Uh, And you had to get them out, like, one at a time. (laughs) I still have to get one more out, too. Honey, why did they do this to you?
1: It's because I don't have any pain tolerance. So they were like, okay, (laughs) we're going to space this out for your weakness.
0: Oh, I just got them all four out, and I was dead. Yeah, no.
1: I can't believe I have to go through that again.
0: That's the only point in my life when I have gotten tired of milkshakes
1: oh yeah literally like, i love potatoes and i oh. looked at the mashed potatoes in my
0: fridge yes. and it's oh. a no. mashed potatoes and milkshakes were my life for that week and i remember getting to the point that my mom was my mom called and she said i'm coming home on my lunch break do you want me to stop and get you a milkshake and i just said no no more <laughs>
1: So we, we feel for Natalie Bagley. She's, oh. she's out for a good week at least.
0: So Miss Jen is stressed because she's missing her stage manager and Gina. And then that
1: sandbag drops. The weight
0: bag. <laughs> Everybody about dies. I love her line, Miss Jen's line, where she asks Big Red if he knows how to hang a light. And he says, I know how to hang out.
1: And then she goes, cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So this is when we get our first little hint at Big Red doing the lighting and production rather than just props, because the props are ruined.
1: Yeah, wait, at the end he ends up doing props, lighting, and sound?
0: He is well-rounded.
1: Truly, that's a crew member.
0: He is more of a necessity than they knew when he first was doing that table read a read through not a table <laughs> read all yes all around talented and then we get a little
1: yeah. redlin scene
0: oh it's so cute you can explain yeah,
1: Big says i just don't know how to make things light up and then ashlyn goes
0: you walk into a room <laughs> it's so cute and they just kind of it's oh they just kind of smile at each other they're. I love. It's so like
1: cheesy, but you
0: can't not love them. I love how just simple they are with each other.
1: Oh my gosh! And Big Red's face after she says that, like his smile's so big.
0: Ugh! And Miss Jen requested that Nini and Ricky go find somewhere quiet to rehearse their roof scene together because it's been a while, apparently. Yeah, they have to nail it. They're in the middle of working on lighting and trying to position, everything, position lights, mark spots and they need a Troy and a Gabriella. So EJ goes up with Carlos and EJ is taking the emotional connection to the material cons- uh, He's taking it way too seriously.
1: <laughs> I think Matt is just plays this scene so well. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> oh my God, he's doing the most. The crying. <laughs> <laughs> he's like being with, I like singing just like, with I'm you. Just emoting, Carlos. Feel free to join me. Carlos just says, "I'm your choreographer."
1: <laughs> I lost it when EJ put his hand on Carlos's face, and then Carlos like retracts.
0: <gasps> Carlos literally looks at him like he is about to vomit.
1: I feel like. That's pure Frankie, too.
0: <laughs> oh, that's absolutely Frankie. Frankie would look, and Frankie would straight up say, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, and then Miss Jen's like, are you sick?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> she said that. EJ, honey, are you sick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and EJ, like, waltzes over, and like, he's doing nothing weird at all.
0: Like. <laughs> and Carlos starts to get. He, Carlos says, I know what's going on here because Carlos knows what Machin wrote in the notes and he knows that EJ wanted the notes. Flashing over to Nini and Ricky rehearsing their scene. They're very awkward with each other to start off with.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like bickering with each other. And Ricky again mentions that buddy thing.
0: And Nini calls him a punk.
1: <laughs> she was and then ricky ricky has a line and he says and that's that on that <laughs> i was like is that the new and that's on
0: period <laughs> and that's the that on that
1: and that's that on that
0: i feel like i've said that, that way split. too many times in my life before though because i <laughs> i know i say that i know i say it. and that's that on that i feel like I have never said that. Oh, I know I have. I know <laughs> I've texted people and just like went off and, and that's that on that.
1: Ooh, I don't want to be on that opposite end of that text exchange.
0: <laughs> I have never, we've never fought.
1: No, I don't fight with my true friends.
0: I don't have anything to fight with you about.
1: <laughs> I know, what would we fight about?
0: <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> when you when you said to cut sarah's voice message out of the last (laughs) episode (laughs) i said it's raw mama
1: i just said put it in the next episode because our episode was too long oh
0: well she texted me about it anyways Okay,
1: anyways.
0: Okay, anyways. This is when we find out that Nini and Ricky have been best friends basically since kindergarten.
1: I know. We learned that Ricky couldn't pronounce his A's. So he (laughs) called her Nini and then it just stuck from there. That's so cute.
0: I love that we get that, that we find out he's the reason that she's called Nini because I feel like from the beginning of the show, I was thinking, how did her moms come up with the name Nini? Yeah.
1: But then we also learned that Nene started calling Ricky, Ricky, instead of Richard.
0: Because she said no one under the age of 50 should be called Richard, and she's right.
1: Yeah, she's not wrong.
0: Well, I think names work both ways, too, because, I mean, like, you don't think of an 87-year-old woman named Ashley. That's true. But then you don't look at... Oh my gosh, this boys and girls club that I went to when I was younger. There was a kindergartner at the time. God knows how old the kid is now. He's probably in like 4th or 5th grade, which makes me feel really old. He was like 6 and his name was Alfred. Oh no.
1: You got to call him like Al or Alfie. like Alfie or something. Yeah,
0: I was like you poor thing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so that she was right. Guy. She was right with the Richard comment. And Ricky said that he microwaved yeah. her Barbie.
1: What a little fiend! And he also took out Nini's lemonade stand
0: with. He oh, he, dude, was, he was he was doing a right? wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a rebel little little rebel browser.
1: He also ate her science project about moldy bread in the fourth grade. That's disgusting.
0: I found that so funny because we did a moldy bread assignment in fourth grade at my school. Oh my god. I remember my teacher and my class and everything. I remember that assignment vividly. I
1: definitely didn't do that. Fourth grade, we did a mission project, but that's a California thing. So maybe that replaced our moldy bread thing. <laughs>
0: oh, what was that? Okay, this is a tangent we're going off on, but okay, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back. So... They need to test the audio in the theater, and Miss Jen is asking for anyone to sing anything.
1: Yeah, and then it's Steph, right? Steph, Steph yeah. pushes Court to go sing.
0: Yeah, she says, Courtney is a great singer, and Courtney says, this voice is for church. She's not wrong,
1: but then she starts an amazing rendition of Bob to the
0: Top. Why is this not on the soundtrack? That's my question. I know. Everything else is on the soundtrack. <laughs> well, she I guess she,
1: that... Well, obviously that's pure live, so...
0: I know, but it's just aggravating because even the soundtrack has a uh, bop-to-the-top NeNe and Courtney version, which is literally 30 seconds long of episode five when they're walking from the bowling alley to Miss Jen's car, and literally half of it is the Sharpay and Ryan version, and then like halfway through, you hear Nini and Courtney singing. So I'm thinking, you couldn't put Miss Derevanay slaying this song on the soundtrack? True that. Dang it.
1: I would love to hear that.
0: I need it. I need it. Um, EJ, I wrote this down just because I really hope they made this popcorn the day that <laughs> the show was like the day that they were moving into this theater because if nothing's been done in this theater in four years and there's popcorn in this popcorn machine and he's eating it, that's nasty.
1: I literally wrote the same thing. I wrote, I hope he made that fresh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, my dad got his Letterman jacket out of the basement once for the first time in like 20 years and put his hand in the pocket and there was a juicy fruit bubble gum in it and he chewed it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) It's nasty. Sir. (laughs) Yeah, if you hear my dad in the background, he said it was stale. I would probably assume.
1: (laughs) Why is that not surprising? (laughs) That's stale.
0: Okay, so... We find out Miss Jen's problem with this theater is that this is where the premiere of the original High School Musical movie was in Salt Lake City, and she had a line in the film. What was the line again? (laughs) Is that the last apple?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then she says that Lucas Grabial, on set, when they were recording the movie, said, You really nailed that line, Jessica. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and all the kids are like Jessica, and she's like, He didn't know my name, and I didn't want to correct him.
1: She chooses her own battles.
0: <laughs> so, I guess that really is aggravating for when Mr. Mazzara brought up that she wasn't a featured dancer or whatever because she would have been in the film had her line not got cut. Tr- oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. So, I mean, technically, she like that, that is aggravating. <laughs>
1: I guess she wasn't... That would have just made her a featured actor. Or no.
0: Well, it's probably because... They probably cut it because they would have had to pay her more. Because I learned this uh, from the Office Ladies podcast. Jenna and Angela were talking because Creed doesn't have his introduction into the show until later on. But in the... I don't remember what episode it was, but he was bantering with Phyllis because whoever was on set at the time didn't know that Creed was just an extra, so they told him to banter with Phyllis, and he didn't correct them because the moment you speak on camera, you have to get paid more, and Mm. Creed never spoke, but he never stopped them from it, and they wanted to use this scene, so they had to pay Creed more just because there was this, like, slight bit of banter of him and Phyllis. Oh, Makes sense. So maybe. They, they
1: didn't want to give Miss Jen that.
0: Kenny Ortega. That Kenny Ortega wanted to save that budget. That's one of my favorite lines is when she's being escorted out of the theater for freaking out about her line getting cut and she says, Is Kenny Ortega here?
1: <laughs> she name dropped him.
0: That's me. That's me 24 7 anytime I go to Disney. Is Kenny Ortega here? <laughs> Kenny Ortega, I love you. <laughs> Um, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, we find out that Ashlyn has crystals, which I think is the greatest addition to her character.
1: Like, that wasn't surprising in the least bit.
0: Oh, no. Especially after seeing her house. Yeah. So she- I love how
1: Ashlyn is, like, the greatest support system for any character throughout the show.
0: Yes, because she's Miss Jen's support system right now, and Miss Jen is the teacher.
1: <laughs> I know. She, she just has that, like... That caring
0: gene, you know? And it's the crazy to know. me because she's younger <laughs> than, like, a lot of the, I don't, the, the other main students. She's younger than a lot of them. Yeah. But they look to her for advice. Yeah,
1: that's true. I, see, I always forget she's a sophomore.
0: So, back with Nini and Ricky, they're warming up their voices, and Ricky's goofing off, and I think it's so cute.
1: This is probably my favorite remy scene, besides the yeah. last scene in, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: in episode 10. Yeah. Like, their tension, and, like, they're so cute and comfortable together.
0: Yeah, so they're doing... Oh, my God, it's been a hot minute since I've been in theater. These are arpe- arpeggios, right? The scales? Scales. I'm stupid. Sorry, y'all. But... Uh, Every time Nini does a scale, Ricky would respond. She would say, Me, 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 and he would say, You, 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 and then, Nini, Nini, Nini. Nini, Nini, <laughs> Nini. And you can tell she's trying to act like she's mad about it, but we know she wasn't.
1: Yeah, she was having fun.
0: Yeah. And they're talking about multiple things, and Ricky mentions <laughs> Minnie Mouse and nini says ah yes your first crush
1: (laughs) and then he was he was like oh no she was my second right
0: and that's when the tension starts to build
1: Ooh, i remember watching the scene for the first time
0: oh my god they got so close to kissing and i was so upset
1: her hand is on his face
0: it's right there. If y'all didn't hear that, that's me slapping my head. Let me get closer to the microphone so you can hear it. That's
1: ASMR. what that is. ASMR.
0: <laughs> ASMR on this High School Musical yeah, that podcast. Was just, that was torture. Yeah, they almost kiss, but then they get uh, cut off by Big Red coming in, bringing up his lactose intolerance again.
1: They... First of all, they jumped off that piano bench.
0: They, mm, they were terrified. And how did Big Red not see that? Because they were so close. He,
1: Big Red's—he has his oblivious moments.
0: Yeah, he says yeah, he so, says there that if if they want uh, soy cheese pizza, which plays on Big Red's lactose intolerance that was mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, he's like, do you want
1: to order pizza? Because Miss is having a real-time midlife crisis. <laughs> I love how they're just okay with this happening in the background.
0: They're like, yeah, it's fine. She's, she's having a breakdown. Y'all want pizza? They're like, our, it's just our teacher. Like, we'll just do everything while she's mid-breakdown. I wrote down again with the popcorn because now Carlos was eating it.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, please. Please, please, please
0: tell me y'all just made this popcorn that's what i want to know tim Fetterly did they make the popcorn themselves please confirm
1: <laughs> if they did it don't tell us
0: oh no i don't want to know if they're in that hallway being depressed eating four-year-old popcorn because that's nasty but seb goes up and talks to courtney and i love seb <laughs> i know seb's just so pure But can can you tell me, how did you interpret this scene the first time?
1: It's confusing because it was kind of like Seb didn't want her to be on stage. Like, I got that vibe.
0: Okay, okay. Do you want to describe, like, what, what he says to her? Yeah,
1: I think I wrote it down. Oh, yeah, so Seb tells Court that She has a gift for making things look better on makeup crew and he doesn't want her to leave makeup crew because Sharpay's make Sharpay's makeup made him look the way he feels, which is like a really nice compliment. But it was he he was just like banking on her staying on makeup crew and not using her voice.
0: Yeah, looking like looking back in retrospect and knowing Seb's character and how sweet he is, I know he didn't mean it in the way I interpreted it, but when I very first saw this episode, I thought he was getting intimidated by Courtney's singing yeah, and was scared that Miss Jen was going to replace him.
1: Yeah. Intimidated is, like, the word I was looking for.
0: Because... And I love it when he tells her, he says, you can do anything. And she says, I know, Sebby." <laughs> you too, Sebby. Yeah, she says, and you can too. <laughs> but yeah, when I first watched this, when I rewatched the series as a whole, I know I don't take it that way. But when I very first saw this episode, I thought that he was scared that Miss Jen was going to cast Courtney and he wouldn't have his spotlight and I'm sure he already felt like he was on the chopping block being a male Sharpay and I know yeah probably in the back of his mind he was thinking people don't want to see a guy play Sharpay and now that she knows Courtney can sing she might have like Courtney be Sharpay especially because she sang Bob to the top
1: yeah oh I didn't even realize that she sang Bob to the top so that he would think about it that way yeah you're right
0: but everything ends up fine it's all good it's all good and then we move on to miss jen
1: miss jen is like talking to ashlyn's lucky crystals
0: <laughs> she, oh she's messed. and she sees a shadow down the hallway none other yeah, than yeah and then
1: she comes like face-to-face with a mannequin and then faints
0: one of the mannequins from the fashion show gives her a good old fright (laughs) (laughs) and she faints and wakes up and lucas Grabeel is there (laughs) he's there and he says that
1: says that she needs to have her contractually obligated dream sequence
0: that is one of the greatest lines of this show
1: the entire series for sure
0: just pointing out how self-aware this show is i know it, it and that just makes it even better yeah so they sing the song the role of a lifetime which here is a clip I love that this song is by far the most meta thing in this show. Oh, completely. Like, the Glinda line.
1: And I love how they insert all, like, uh, the other characters, like Eponine and Ava Perone and Elsa and that.
0: Which, the Glinda line, for anybody that didn't know, Kate Reinders was Glinda. So, whenever he tells her that this could be the role of a lifetime like Elphaba, and she says, I'm more of a (laughs) Glenda, a little high. I like screeched
1: when she said that the first time I watched that. I was like, oh my
0: god, the first time when she said, I'm more of a Glenda, I went, oh god.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just glad that Kate finally got her own song.
0: Yes, she literally was on Broadway and. Has an amazing voice, and other than that little joke, we're all in this together. Read through scene, we haven't really got to hear I her mean, sing. Yeah. So and that's I mean, she gets to sing with the Ryan, the like, that's Ryan, cool. Ryan. When it does that, it's a song. <laughs> the entire song. It's an underrated
1: song.
0: It is. It is. The entire song. They've got this wild dream production going on, and. There's props moving everywhere. The kids are all doing dance moves. And basically the entire song is about her being upset with herself that she didn't branch out and get as big as she would have liked to have been. And he's telling her, you're the teacher, so now you get to be the one to bring these kids to where you wanted to be.
1: I was just saying that I like how
0: they had the kids
1: in the sequence and like how they were all wearing that East high drama shirt. It was just a cute moment.
0: (laughs) The slow part of the song when she says, I felt small, I couldn't breathe, when they took that apple from me, and he says, but you're right here now, and you never know when you'll get a cameo.
1: (laughs) It's so meta.
0: (laughs) It's so meta. The most meta part of this show is this song. By far. So, uh... Miss Jen gets woken up by Carlos slapping her in the face. That slap sends me
1: every time I see it.
0: Well, and when you listen to the soundtrack and it just cuts off, it's hilarious. It's so funny. And this, like, the
1: slap sound they use is loud. Like, it is. That's a hard slap.
0: Yeah, and she says, I know where we need to go. And Carlos says, where? And she says, back to East High.
1: No, no, he says Broadway.
0: Oh, Broadway, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she says back to East like, High. Oh
1: my God, how hard did I hit you?
0: Frankie, Frankie's delivery is what makes his character so funny. Mm-hmm. Because some, oh, just somebody else could have said that and I probably wouldn't have laughed as much, but the way Frankie just said, oh my God. <laughs> He's perfect. I wrote down, imagine moving all of that stuff there just to move it back. (laughs) Oh, heck. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) They moved all of this to the El Rey Theater and then have to move it all back because Miss Jen just had this revelation that they need to go back to the school.
1: (laughs) I would be P.O.'d.
0: They had so much to bring in there.
1: But yeah, so we see them, like, start to pack up. I like... Ricky's line when him and Big Red are walking out, and he's like, talk about it in the car.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Big Red's I, asking. I want to know what uh about. I know. And uh, Nini said the same thing to Courtney.
1: Well, Nini, yeah. But then Nini was like, it, it's over. It was just a moment.
0: Ooh, oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, so... Courtney is having a confessional to the camera and saying that she's not going to quit makeup, but she understands why Nini likes it on the stage.
1: Yeah, and then we see her calling the YAC, the Youth Actors Conservatory, and then it cuts.
0: I feel like I didn't listen enough to her confessional when I first watched this, whenever she said, um, if she's not going to believe in herself, I guess I have to, or if she's not going to do anything, I'll have to take matters into my own hands and then she calls cause when I first watched it I thought she was calling for herself. Maybe I just didn't listen.
1: No, I did too. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Cause I didn't want to mention it.
0: <laughs> no, I guess I just didn't listen. That's my bad. I'm sorry, Dara. Yeah, I think that
1: you said it and really
0: I didn't process what attention she said. To that
1: part.
0: Yeah. Cause once I did this
1: rewatch for this for our episode, I understood the whole thing of Courtney being on stage, and then understanding, and then, like, being put in Nene's shoes. So now, now I get it.
0: I like that this episode as a whole gave us more into Courtney's character.
1: Oh, for sure. We definitely need
0: more. Yeah, this was, like, Dara's episode, for sure.
1: Love that for
0: her. Wow, this episode seems so quick in comparison to last week. I know. I do have
1: a dm i wanted to read though
0: yeah 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 read read the dm yeah from ellen
1: on instagram she sent us this awesome message she said hi girlies i'm ellen i'm 24 from australia just wanted to say how much i'm enjoying your podcast when i'm listening it's like i'm talking to my best friends about this great show i'm so glad australia has disney plus and that we didn't have to wait until march like some other countries we got it a week after you did so excited to hear your review on episodes 8 and 10 my two favorite episodes i bawled my eyes out on episode 10 lol same ellen same but yeah we wanted to shout you out because this week we did episode 8 and rewatching it i definitely appreciate it more than i did before yeah this episode
0: yeah i'm disappointed you didn't read that in an accent lauren I do act livey what Ivy loves Australia,
1: so shout out Ellen in Australia.
0: I do love Australia. I miss it a lot. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening to the tech rehearsal this week. If you would like, give us a follow on Twitter
1: or Instagram. We're at at just for a podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts on our episodes, on HSM TMTS episodes, the cast, anything, anything you want.
0: Yeah, we'll discuss with literally anybody about anything. We're both pretty open books. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcast app. You can distribute your podcasts or record your podcasts, and they will place it anywhere for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, And another cool thing you can do on Anchor is record a voice message, as was played last week. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to do that, the link will be in the description. And if you all would like to help us out at all, you could leave us a rate and review on iTunes. And we actually got a new one this week. Do you want to read it?
1: Yes, it's from WWE superfan 13 They said, can't believe I just found this podcast. You guys are so passionate about HSMTMTS and can't believe how much you guys make me laugh when I listen and can't wait to listen to more. Glad to know that there are definitely people who are as if not more obsessed with HSM and HSMTMTS as me. Love that. Should we take that? We're we're too obsessed. (laughs) Should should
0: we take that as a compliment? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or should we take that as we need to chill? (laughs) But thank you guys for all the positive... We only have two more episodes. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) It feels like, how have we been doing this for two months already? Wow.
1: I know, two more episodes of the series so far.
0: Yeah. And then we'll definitely definitely. transition into other things. Yeah, so let us know what you want to hear from us. Yeah, after the series is over, tell us what you want us to talk about, because we're definitely going to keep going. And as we have said before, we've got some things up our sleeve that we know we wanna do, but if there's anything you all want us to do, we'll definitely listen. Yes. <laughs> listen to you like you listen to us. For sure. In the meantime, until next week, make sure we're doing everything right. Maybe we need a bit of a tech rehearsal. Ha 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 ha. Hee hee. Funny. Uh-huh but yeah uh stay tuned until next week which is opening night so exciting yeah i'm so
1: excited finally
0: into the production episodes i'm so ready and then after next week we're doing the finale y'all
1: and we're gonna be together for the first time
0: yeah 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 we just broke the surprise for you all we're gonna be recording together for the finale episode Face to face. (laughs) So, if you hate this audio quality that's been going on for eight episodes already, one, I don't know why you're still listening if you can't stand it, but thank you for continuing. Two, if you hate it, we're going to be together, so just listen to the last episode.
1: (laughs) And thanks for listening this whole time.
0: Yeah, and thanks for sticking around, even if you didn't like it. Uh, Who's our shout-out of the week?
1: Cash shout-out? Let's shout-out dara like we have to yes yes ma'am yes okay oh and then real life shout out let's shout out miss callie because she's moving this week
0: callie yes one of our best friends callie is moving across the country she's making a bold step and we are happy for her and which is really funny because if you just heard that buzz callie just dm'd me on instagram (laughs) So,
1: we are in a group chat with Callie called Reedy Lives.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Callie, if you're listening, I hope you are. But uh we love you. We're going to end this episode I'll leave y'all with Miss Dara Renee singing Bob to the Top. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we're going
1: up up to the top. Slip and slide. And that rhythm. Jump and hop, hop till we drop and start again. Zip, zap, zap, pop like a mop, Scoot around the corner.
0: Move it to the groove till the music starts.